Welcome back. We're so excited to have you here for part two. We talked last time about the five easy ways to create a non-toxic home. We dove into all things toxicity in your home from cleaners to indoor air. And so this is part two and we are going to go outdoors for this episode. So, so excited that you're going to join me for this as the outdoors is one of my favorite places, but it is a place where we can get lots of bug bites, come into contact with things that leave us bumps and we can get bruises. And so we're going to talk about all the things to keep ourselves safe, healthy, and non-toxic this summer. Hi friend, welcome to Grassroots Wellness. I am Jen Kruba, here to share with you how to have peace, fulfillment, and purpose through holistic health solutions, essential oils, non-toxic strategies, and faith. No more searching for purpose outside of the normal mundane day-to-day life that leads to exhaustion, overwhelm, and feeling discontent. Instead of looking for the next thing to fill your cup, this podcast will show you how to have confidence on your journey deepen your faith, and uncover the healing and energy-boosting powers of detoxifying your life, your home, and your inner self. If you are ready for a holistic overhaul in your marriage, motherhood, and faith, then let's grab that diffuser, girl, and dig in. All right, so here we go. I guess you guys probably remember that I live in the woods. I live in the mountains. I've lived in the country my whole life. So being outdoors is just part of who I am. And so I've learned to adapt to many things that you come in contact with when you are outdoors. So let's talk first about something that seems to bother most people at some point in their life, whether it be their the little kids, maybe you're that person who the bugs or mosquitoes, gnats are always, always attracted to. Like no matter where you go, you come away looking like you have the chicken pox or something because you have so many bug bites, right? Even if you're not, you usually can't get away without having a bug bite or a bee sting or something like that in your lifetime. So one of my biggest fears when I was a young mom was something happening to my kids and not being able to have a solution for them, to soothe them, to comfort them. And so I remember one time when I was at my sister's house, um, all the kids, the cousins were playing outside and they got into a bee nest and the bees were chasing us all back to the house and we were scurrying to get them back in the house. And of course they're getting stung along the way. And I remember Bella had some bee stings. I believe Ethan got some bee stings. Um, There was a lot of bee stings. And with bee stings comes usually drama because they are painful. I hate getting bee stings. And so something that we have used for our kiddos and for myself when I get a bee sting, because I'm a big baby when I get a bee sting, is we use basil essential oil. It is phenomenal and it just really helps to soothe. And a lot of people think lavender essential oil, but I always go to basil first and then I apply lavender on top of it. Um, Basil is such a gentle oil to reduce some of that inflammation and support that. Um, And so you could use that on a bug bite. We have always traditionally used it on bee stings. Um, And so that is our go-to. We also have holy basil now at doTERRA. And so we can utilize that oil too. I haven't got to test that one. We've just used the the traditional basil that we've carried in the past. And just to, to teach you a little something that has been helpful is 
you know, you're probably like, well, yeah, you, you have these essential oils, but I usually don't like carry those things with me when I'm outside or have them close by. Or what if I'm hiking in the woods and we come across something like that? So what we used to carry is something called a keychain. You guys know what a keychain is, right? But in this keychain was a little pouch and it could contain about eight different uh, vials of essential oil. And so what we did was we took them out of the really large bottles and put them in this where we could get, you know, 30 to 40 drops of essential oil. And with essential oils, they're so potent. You only need a drop, um, especially on little ones. You know, their skin is sensitive. So you, you don't need much at all to get a really good benefit. Now you could use basil on a bug bite. Like I said, we have used them on bee stings. Another essential oil that people love to grab for for bug bites and things like that is chamomile. You've heard of this, you've heard of chamomile tea, right? It's very soothing, but Roman chamomile is something too, you've probably heard of in lotions and things like that, but it is, it's a potent essential oil and it works really good to help with some of the redness, the itching, irritation. Um, and so an interesting 2011 study compared chamomile to a 1% hydrocortisone cream for skin irritation and it helped lesions heal much faster while reducing pain, inflammation, and itching. I thought that was super fascinating. Now, lavender, I mentioned that when we like to layer oils in our family, we find that when we do that, we get much better effects because the chemistry of each individual essential oil is incredible on our cells. And so when we give ourselves the opportunity to absorb those essential oils and use what it needs, um, and they have the vast array of chemical constituents in them, it gives the body the ability to take care of itself. So lavender is super popular. You've heard it for like relaxing and sleep, right? Um, but one thing, it can be directly applied right to a bug bite and the bee sting. And it's much like chamomile. It, it can also be really supporting that pain relief and it can also help with like ant bites. I hate ant bites. I think I'd rather take a bee sting over an ant bite. For some reason, I got into an ant nest when I was a little girl and they just covered me and I got bit by so many of them and I hate I hate ant bites. And so you could apply this to that as well. Um, and it's really also gonna help with the bug bites, like we mentioned. And then mint. Sometimes we don't really think of mint, peppermint, spearmint for a bug bite, but think of like the cooling effect on it. You know how it feels hot, red, itchy. Um, it's really gonna soothe in that manner. Sometimes people find peppermint to be a little bit strong, so you could dilute it with something like a fractionated coconut oil if you don't have that, even like a an olive oil that you might have in your kitchen cabinet. So Okay, so next up is tea tree. It is famous around the world. People usually think of nail fungus when they think of this, but it is so helpful for supporting the, the swelling and the itching and even the pain that comes along with our bug bites and bee stings. Um, it can be used, like I said, mosquitoes, ticks, fire ants, spiders, bees, bed bugs, and fleas. They're all fair game for this oil. Uh, and it was really interesting. A 2012 trial showed that tea tree prevented itching in the eyes better than other certain medications, which I found super fascinating. So it's going to be extremely beneficial for those bug bites. Now you might be thinking, well, okay, so I have these oils, have these bites, I have these bee stings. How do I use them? Right? So you can actually use direct application. Um, you can put them directly on there. 
and I also find that you can dilute it and you're going to have the same effectiveness. So essential oils are kind of like an alcohol. You know, you put an alcohol on and it, it and it evaporates really quickly. So an essential oil is kind of like that. We call that flashing off. So something that you can do is put a carrier oil with it. So you could put a little, like I said, coconut oil, olive oil, and it will actually dilute that essential oil, let your body absorb it a little bit slower, but allow those those beneficial compounds to just rest on your skin a little bit longer. It also helps for those that might be a little sensitive to certain essential oils, like peppermint's a little strong, has that, that high menthol content. Lavender, I've always put directly on my children. Um, and most of the oils I have, but that's, that was my choice as a mother. Um, I've used essential oils on my kids. I mean, they're now soon to be 23, soon to be 21, and one just turned 18. So we have years and years of experience using these, but it's always safest to dilute first. So you can always have a spray. These things aren't always readily available though. So what I have done in the past is I have that little keychain ready with a lot of oils we'll talk about today. I'll, I'll make sure we go through them at the end too. But I'll put a little vial of fractionated coconut oil, which is liquid, and that is a fatty oil that can dilute things in the last vial. So I have seven vials of essential oils to choose from, depending on what I need, whether it be first aid, bug bites, bee stings, snake bites, whatever it is. And then I'll have that last vial so I can dilute anything for someone who might be a little more sensitive. You can always have an ointment as well. You can mix some essential oils with some beeswax and make a salve. Um, you can always use essential oils in a bath as well. That's another way. Like say, you know, you get home, you're, you're all bit up, you were on a camping trip, a hike, you can get in the bath with some Epsom salts, some oatmeal, and some of these essential oils. You could put some lavender and Roman chamomile in there and soak in there. So don't forget, sometimes people need to seek medical attention for bug bites. You know, they have some issues. So always remember that's always an option for you. For us and our family, we always like to try some natural solutions first. And of course, if that wouldn't work, then we would seek medical attention. But thank goodness in all the years of raising my children, we've, we've done good and haven't had to do that. So now let's go into first aid. So this is another thing. Again, as a young mother, I was fearful of accidents and injuries, not being able to take care of the kids no matter where we were. So I always was like Mary Poppins. I had the band-aids, I had uh, my oils, I had a bunch of things with me at all times, whether it be in a backpack, my keychain, whether we were on the playground, hiking, you know, at the beach, I always had things with me that I could take care of anything that we came up with, at least to make me feel as I guess as empowered as a mother because I didn't want my kids to hurt. Like that was something that really bothered me is when my kids were in pain and I couldn't fix it. Like I just wanted to be able to soothe them. So one essential oil that I always had with me was helichrysum essential oil. It is an incredible oil. Um, it comes from a flower. If there wasn't ever an oil that's truly worth its weight in gold, this would be it. The effectiveness that we've seen with helichrysum in the regeneration process is, oh my gosh, heads and tails above the rest. It is incredible. My son has had so many wounds. We've used this on. Um, so interestingly, it has the name 
liquid stitching because that is what it does to our skin it's so good if you if you have a wound um, small cuts and bru bruises too oh my gosh we've had so many times where we have been playing soccer with no shin guards as a family in the yard and we have majorly we get kind of competitive knocked someone in the shin with a cleat or a sneaker and gotten what's called a hematoma like it swells out and we have applied this oil with some lavender and it has really been beneficial to help with the bruising not be so severe. So it is one of the 12 most useful essential oils to have in the home. This is great whether you're talking about indoors or outdoors. Um, the Like I said, it comes from a flower and it's it's from a flower they call everlasting flowers and it produces helichrysum oil um and it is just an interesting aroma i will say it's every time well someone told me one time that their kid every time they smelled helichrysum said they smelled blood because every time they were bleeding the mom would put helichrysum on it i thought that was so funny um but like I said, when you think of helichrysum, think liquid stitching. Um, it's really going to help the cells regenerate properly. Now while talking about first aid, another, another product that we love is Correct-X. Now Correct-X is a blend, it's diluted, and it has frankincense oil, helichrysum, tea tree, cedarwood, and lavender, all gonna really soothe and purify the skin. Um, it has another ingredient called bisabolol, and it's known for its calming effects, and it's going to help pr produce that healthy-looking skin. So as it's healing, it's going to really support that. And then it also has jojoba oil. Jojoba oil is an oil that mimics our skin's sebum very closely, so it is always a great oil, fatty oil, to put, and it will help improve the texture of the skin. Um couple other ingredients in here, but this is just such a multi-purpose natural ointment. And when you think of it, maybe think of swapping it out for something like a Neosporin, right? So maybe maybe you might be asking, well, why would you want to use this over like a Neosporin? Why would you choose this? So what's interesting is a lot of the run-of-the-mill scrapes, cuts, and stings, um, antibiotic cream should actually be avoided because it's often really not needed. A lot of times cuts will heal on their own and a lot of evidence has suggested that dirt contains actually some beneficial bacteria that may help them heal. Isn't that interesting? Um, it can, some of these ointments that have the antibiotic can cause skin irritation. A lot of times probably over 25% of users will experience this. And it also might prevent the body from building natural immunities, right? We've all heard that hygiene hypothesis, which asserts that lack of exposure to pathogens increases the incidence of autoimmune disease. For our family, we have a high incidence of autoimmune disease. So we are always looking to prevent that in our family. The other thing about things like Neosporin is it contains petroleum, right? Um, it has several anti antibiotics suspended in a petroleum jelly base. Now, if you've ever heard of Dr. Oz, he advises us to steer clear of any products that list petroleum jelly or mineral oil on the ingredient list. If you have followed some of the toxicity of certain products, the European Union has banned many of these petroleum jelly products and experts are concerned that they could be linked to cancer. Interestingly enough, women with breast cancer have twice the levels of hydrocarbons, which are substances found in the petroleum jelly in their breasts than women who haven't had breast cancer. So 
And perhaps most importantly, the global overuse of antibiotics is causing the emergence of super resistant organisms, which we want to avoid. We are raising up the next generation mamas and dads, right? Like we need to we need to be wise in stewarding their bodies. So that's why we want to make the good decisions when you do need an antibiotic. It's great to have them. But when we don't, we don't want to overuse them, right? So that is another really great um, product to have in your first aid kit. I know it's a it's it's like a little tube, you know, about the same size as a Neosporin tube. So it's not too big. It's easy to pop in a pocket. Um, so now let's move on to something else that often happens in nature when we have an injury and it's called shock, right? Like, so interestingly enough, my son, when he had braces, when he was, I don't even know, maybe 11 or 12 maybe 13, I can't exactly remember his age, but he was sitting there watching TV on the arm of a chair, kind of had his his um, chin propped up on his two hands. And in front of there, the arm of the chair was this wooden toy box. And his arms kind of slipped just really randomly. And his mouth, his lip, his mouth, it all came in contact with this wooden toy chest. And he looked super pale right away and the kid can take pain like he was always getting bumps and bruises and wounds and things falling from trees like he was always doing something but he looked really pale and i said let's go into the bathroom because we could see blood in his mouth but when i went to pull out his lip i noticed that his lip was stuck and mangled in the braces right so of course it was super painful when I pulled on it because all of those tissues were swelling and they were getting stuck in the braces. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are going to be going to the emergency room tonight. He's going to need stitches in this lip. I don't even know how we're going to get this tissue out of the braces. So whenever I pulled like a little bit on his lip to see what was going on in there, he immediately got so pale and he was going to pass out. And so his little sister, who, I don't know, she might have been seven, eight, maybe, went running for the peppermint oil. I never even told her. And she came running in with it. And we put that on him. And it just helped kind of bring him out of that shocky state. And so peppermint is just something that you should have in in your emergency kit at all times. I just feel like that is just something that every single person needs, whether it's to cool someone down if they're overheated or... Um, like from too much sun, but it it has been something that other people have used for shock, even grief. Um, and it can have a really debilitating effect on your body when you're in that situation. So it's a great emergency oil to have. Just apply a drop to like um, the back of their neck and maybe cup it over their nose and just have them breathe deeply. Um, of course, you guys all know the emergency medicine. You don't get them down, put their head between their knees, but you can allow them to inhale that oil while they're in that in that position. So um, that's how we have used it in the past. And so there are other oils that you could use for shock, some more gentle ones like neroli, some citrus oils, some ylang ylang, but I have found peppermint just to be such a powerful oil. Now, we've talked about a couple first aid things. I'm keeping this as simple as I can. And then in the show notes, I'll kind of list out those oils for you so you can just go back and reference them but patchouli oils so probably as soon as I name dropped that oil you were like hmm I'm thinking of hippies using this oil to cover up the smell smell of smoke right um and and yeah that's what we think of we think of that when we smell it when we hear the name 
But interestingly enough, um, patchouli essential oil is the major ingredient of the tribal prescriptions for treating poisonous snake bites, bites and stings of various insects, including mosquitoes and other animals. So what these tribes do for mosquito bites and stings of insects is they'll mix two drops of patchouli with six drops of carrier oil, like that fractionated coconut oil I mentioned. Now for venomous snake bites like king cobra bites, they, they put a few drops of pure patchouli and they put it on a cloth or cotton and put it on the bitten part instantaneously as first aid. But then, of course, they still go to the doctor because you would definitely want to do that for the intense treatment. Um, and then after that, two drops of patchouli oil is mixed with four drops of carrier oil like coconut oil, sesame seed, something like that, and put applied to the bitten surface da twice daily to prevent to promote some of that and support some of that healing. So I wanted to share that because in our area, actually right where I live, there's a rattlesnake den. And of course I would still go seek medical attention, but just to have something to help me or my loved one with me, whether it's to help them with the fear, keep them calm because snake bite situations, we wanna stay as calm as possible for venomous snake bites. And so um, I like to have a tool chest whenever I'm out and about and and have something to take care of myself or my family or even my dogs. Um, let's move on to trying to avoid those bug bites by using bug sprays, right? So many of us have heard about DEET bug sprays. They're common. They seem to be effective when we use them, right? But there is a problem with them. And what is the problem and why should we avoid them if we can, right? So like I said, it is true. They're widely available. Deep containing um, bug sprays are widely available. And maybe it even is your family's first line of defense for avoiding bug bites. And it makes sense because we know insect-borne diseases are rising in the U.S. for us here in the U.S. And then illnesses from mosquito, tick, and flea bites have tripled in the U.S. with more than 640,000 cases, like between 2004 and 2016. It's crazy. But one of the problems, well, there's a couple problems that we found with deep containing um, bug sprays is allergic reactions. Some people have redness, rash, swelling, and hives even, um, even anaphylaxis. We didn't, we want to avoid that. That is not something that we want to have happen to us. Um, seizures and brain malfunction have, have been noticed and um, noted when people have used this. Um, seizures in children, just a lot of side effects and you can totally just look this up on your own there's also a gulf war syndrome is something that they have noticed if you don't know what that is it's it's a condition that affects veterans of the gulf war and it causes chronic headaches fatigue respiratory disorders skin disorders and they have found that the the emergence of these symptoms may be linked to the simultaneous exposure to multiple multiple agents that were used to protect the health of service personnel, particularly DEET, right? So what is the actual solution, right? We don't want to get bit up. We don't want to expose our bodies to things like mosquito bites and, and tick bites and things like that. So there are some essential oil mixes that they found to be effective to repel these things. Uh, doTERRA has actually created a mix called Terra Shield. I like to sometimes mix in some additional essential oils just to make it a little stronger. In all areas of the country, you're gonna find maybe a more prevalence of mosquitoes or gnats or ticks or whatever it is. And so 
dropping some of the essential oils that are a little more effective for those varieties of species is helpful. So for us, I do love to use Terra Shield. I'll sometimes add in a little more citronella, some more peppermint, some eucalyptus. Um, I also have a tick spray and serum that my dog groomer shared with me and I love it. I actually spray it on myself before I go out. So when I'm spraying the dogs, I actually spray myself as well. It works really well for all things, mosquitoes, gnats, uh, ticks. Um, and so we also use the serum, which is, it, it has a base of, of oil. So it's going to stick on that fur of the dogs. It will actually stick on you a little bit better, give a little bit of a barrier. Interestingly enough, one time I was going out the door and I had my deep blue copaiba stick really close by and I put that on because I was like, oh, I'm going out, I bet the bugs will be bad. So I put it on the back of my neck and then I took some and I just wiped it on my arms and the skin that was exposed. And it's it's a thicker um, viscosity and it was so beneficial to keep the bugs away. I thought it was hilarious. It has a lot of menthol content, has some wintergreen in it, has copaiba, um, has minty oils, but um, it was super effective to keep the bugs away. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious that my, my pain relieving stick was working as a bug repellent. So if you can... Um, go ahead and check out the Terra Shield. It has a ton of essential oils in it. You can always customize it yourself. And I will also share the recipe that my dog groomer, Ryan, shared with me. And she finds extremely effective to use on her dogs. And she recommends it to so many of her clients. Um, and then one last thing I wanted to share with you is sunburn. How many people hate sunburn so much? Oh my gosh, I hate it. But whenever I do, I get the chills, I get cold, and then it burns, and it's just a very uncomfortable situation. So I like to mix lavender, frankincense, diluted peppermint in some aloe vera gel, or to make it easy so I don't have to touch that sensitive skin, is I'll put it in a spray bottle with some aloe vera liquid and spritz the area. I'll drop these recipes in there. One thing that's really good to know is that you don't want to lather yourself in chemical containing lotions whenever you have a sunburn, right? We have we have compromised skin, those cells are healing, and we really want to support that activity with essential oils that are really going to restore and support that that sunburnt skin. So I hope that you can adopt a few of these products into your life and I hope you create a safe, enjoyable, non-toxic summer outdoors. Until then, take care everybody. Sending love for now. Until next time. Come see me over on Facebook or Insta at Jen Kruba, or grab that hot cup of tea or coffee and head on over to my website, jennaleewellness.com for a few oily drops of education.